You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentaries Global Rankings. Hello, good evening, and a very happy new year. Thank you for listening to the first Saturday edition of 2023. This is episode 67. My name is Charlotte Greenway and it's Friday the 6th of January. I hope you had an enjoyable festive period. There was certainly plenty of top class racing to get your teeth into with stars on both sides of the Irish Sea. Racing quietened down a bit this week, but the Grade 1 action begins again this weekend at Sandown on Saturday, followed by NACE on Sunday, and we'll look ahead to both meetings shortly. First though, a recap on the main news stories from this week. On Monday, the BHA announced that they had made revisions to the impending changes of the whip rules, and here's Lee Mosshead explaining more. Three main changes, the most controversial part of the Revisions was the banning of the whip in the forehand position. That has now been scrapped. So jockeys can continue to use the whip in the forehand as well as the backhand position. The threshold at which penalties will kick in has come down by one, both on the flat and over jumps, to six times now in a flat race and seven times in a jump race. And the penalties for jockeys that break the rules have also been increased again. As an example, Nick, if a jockey breaks the rules by going three over in a race that would have been a seven-day ban in the original revision of the rules. That becomes a 10-day ban now and a 20-day ban for class one or two races. The BHA's Regulatory Independent Non-Executive Director and the Chair of the Whip Consultation Steering Group, David Jones, then spoke to Nick on Tuesday morning and gave his view on the revisions. I think perception is everything. Um, And um, the backhand was an elegant way in some ways of changing that perception in terms of use of whip. We've now decided for for the reasons that I've talked about in terms of jockeys unable to use it, we can't do that. So you have to think, do you, is there a danger of not having done enough? And I think if you look at count, it's different all over the place. It's five in France, six in America, it's eight in Ireland. And I think you have to choose a number which makes sense. And and I think there is a perception issue, which is one of the reasons why the board have decided to do what they do. And I think, again, you have to stand back and you have to look at it as a balanced suite of measures to say, is this going to deal with everybody's the public's perception and the industry's perception of, of the use of the whip. And I think it does. Now on to the action this weekend. And we'll start in Britain on Saturday, where Sandown hosts the Grade 1 Tolworth Novices Hurdle, won last year by Constitution Hill. It's incredibly unlikely that there's a horse as good as him in the field, but it doesn't look to lack in very promising types. Current favourite is authorised speed for Gary and Jamie Moore, who won well at Sandown on his last start, despite a heart-in-your-mouth moment at the last. His owner, Pat Gallagher, has had plenty of good horses over the years, and so when Nick caught up with him earlier in the week, he asked where this horse ranks amongst them. He'll be at the top of the list at the moment, Nick. Yeah, definitely. Right at the very, very top. I'm so pleased because... um, He's he's a lovely horse. We we um we bought him in Ireland. Um, took him back here to the farm. Marty McGrath, who works for me at the farm, broke broke him in, and he said to me then, he said he took a bit of doing. He's got you know 
the spark to him and we'll just t- take it easy with him we haven't been rushing Gary is makes the plans and he's taken them along nicely and as you say he, he run well in the bumper at Cheltenham and you know his two hurdle runs since Lingfield and Sandown have been well as I said Sandown the last hurdle he, he just kicked it he smashed through it but he still got there um, nearly giving me a heart attack but as I say yeah no he's he's right at the top definitely at the moment and, and for people who aren't familiar, I mean, you've had, a, as, as you intimated there, a real hands-on involvement with these, these horses down the years as well. I mean, you've, you've had your own private training establishments. You've had horses with, a, with an awful lot of people. So is, is, to what extent can you, can you identify talent? Uh, I wouldn't put myself down, Nick, as the greatest, um, the greatest man at picking talented horses because I think over the years I've had a lot, a lot of horses. Yeah, I've had a lot of mediocre horses I've had a few good ones the last one I had was Aylesford 1-2 two, two, when we sold him to Hong Kong over the years I've had Leitrim House with Brian Meehan Earl of Leitrim where been Leitrim in the county I come from in Ireland um, yeah you know as I say I've had I've had a lot of horses I've had some good ones and a lot of mediocre ones but you know it's the sport we're in Nick and you know, it's like a, it's like trying to win the raffle prize. If you don't buy the tickets, you won't win the raffle. And why have you so consistently bought raffle tickets for so long? What is it about the sport that's that's made you keep doing it? I'm your typical Irishman. I love my, <laughs> I love horses, and I've loved them since I was a, a child. And you know, it's the fun. It's the fun. It's the people. You know. My God, there's not another sport I can sit down and watch on TV for maybe a couple of hours. I couldn't watch any other sport. But I can sit down for two hours with my racing post, with the TV on, watching racing. It's, it's the people involved in it. There's so many people work so hard. You know, and I'm talking about stable staff. I'm talking about jockeys that drive halfway across this country and maybe to ride one or two, you know, get one or two rides at a, at a jump meeting or at a flat meeting. You know, there's a, a lot of people put a hell of a lot of come of, of it into the sport. And, you know, we all we all dream of having that on the flat, that group one winner, on uh, over jumps, that grade one winner, you know. And, and you know, if, you just have to keep the dream going. Well, you could have that Grade One winner this weekend with with Authorized Speed. You've you've got involved with with Gary Moore, somebody who you've known for for a long time. What is it you admire about him as a as a trainer? You've you've seen plenty of different people training an awful lot of different horses. I admire Gary's work ethic and his family's work ethic. I mean, there's not everyone in that family. Gary, Jane, you know, the kids—they're all grafters. And, you know, as a fellow that's had to build a business from scratch back 50 years ago, you know, I know what it takes to build a business. I know what it takes to run a, a, a big racing yard. And as I said, Gary is out there grafting himself. I love people that work hard at whatever they do. And, Pat, you've got Authorised Speed, who is going to fly the flag for you. He'll be no doubt either favourite or amongst the favourites on, on Saturday. Uh, have you got exciting young horses coming up behind him? I've won, I've won two-year-old, um, oh, yeah, yeah, two-year-old now, um, that I bought. I haven't even seen him because with the, um, Richard Hannan. I haven't even, I haven't even had a chance to go and see the horse. Um, and I got one with William Knight, which is back at 
at the farm here having his holiday at the moment. You know, I haven't, I haven't a hell of a lot. I've, I've got a nice one with Jamie Osborne. That was one, it's one, one or two races for me, and um, that'll be about it, Nick. I've got one in Ireland with with Willie Mullins. When he'll run, I don't know. It's it's like everything. If you have enough tickets, you you have a chance of winning some prize. Another fancy to go well is Tom Uris for the Noel Feely Racing Syndicate and Paul Nichols will be hoping he can provide him with another Grade 1 novice hurdle success following Hermes Allen's impressive win in the Challow Hurdle last weekend. In that race, Jamie Snowden ran two at big prices, You Wear It Well, who finished second, and Passing Well, who came in in fourth. And he has Colonel Harry in tomorrow's Tolworth, who's currently available at around 25 to 1. But Nick put it to Jamie that surely after last weekend's results, this horse is sure to outrun his odds. Well, uh, listen, first off, we, you know, we were thrilled with those two horses last weekend. Uh, the, the filly you wear it well ran an absolute blinder to, to finish second, only beat four lengths. Obviously, the winner was was mightily impressive but um she she did you know incredibly well to finish as close as she did to him especially as we were we were held up out the back and she was fairly keen early on as well so it's a a a really good performance and passing well he's he's a a a staying chaser for the future and and although he was slightly outpaced at sort of entering into the home straight all he did was stay onto the line and certainly he's he's an exciting horse to look forward to you know next season and beyond the most popular race on the Sandown card will likely be the Veterans Chase Final, which features a host of old favourites, including Snow Leopardess, Ballyandy and Ramsey's Detaille. Having just had their birthday on New Year's Day, there's four 13-year-olds in the field, one of whom, Cross Park, only managed to qualify for this after his qualifier was cancelled due to a frozen track. He's fancied to go quite well under Sean Bowen, and here's his trainer Nick Kent with an update on Cross Park's well-being. Um, everything's gone to plan. We've had no setbacks with him in training, which is good. Um, I guess the biggest worry is the weight. He's still seven pound above his last winning mark, uh, and it's four years since he's won. So you know, which um, it, it's a tough ask for him, I think. But it, he's run well round. It's uh, he's run well at Sandown. It, in the past, he's been second in that race two years ago, wasn't he? Beating the length. Yeah, he, he, he's run a tremendous race. He was second in the race behind CU at midnight and we were talking to that horse's trainer earlier in the week. I, if, you'd, if you'd got him knowing nothing about him, if, you, if he was a complete blank canvas and somebody said to you, Nick, just train this, what would you have thought he was? Yeah, I would have thought what he is, to be fair, which is a hardened handicapper. He's a no-nonsense horse. He gets on with his work. He doesn't know when to stop, which is good. The further we go with him in whatever work we do, he gets keener and he's up for it every morning. He pulls out like a young horse. Uh, He's a no-nonsense, you know. He's not one of these horses that's spooking and jumping around. He just wants to get on with love. Eats up, you know, he's great to train, basically. I mean, Caroline did bring him when when he when he arrived caroline actually brought him and we had a good discussion about him she filled me in about his uh, his little quirks and one thing or another she was very helpful um but no he is what he is and he uh he, he's he's a, he's a nice horse to have about uh, i bet he is and he's he's 13 but would you guess it no you wouldn't 
No, you certainly wouldn't. You'd say he was, I mean, I'm not exaggerating, you would say he was six or seven, uh, the way he pulls out every day and the, just the way he, he enjoys his work. He's, he has to say, he's a no-nonsense horse. And, uh, yeah, couldn't, couldn't be happier with him, really. As I say, we've had no setbacks. Touch wood. At all. You know, everything's just gone to plan. Finally, Lydia Hislop joined Nick this morning and gave her thoughts on Ireland's Grade 1, the Lawlers of Nace Novices Hurdle on Sunday, where, surprise, surprise, Willie Mullins trains the favourite. Yes, and interesting that he has... Originally, he was talking about possibly uh, running Gaelic Warrior as well, but Gaelic Warrior has a mark of one three four. One three four, Nick. That looks. If, that looks. Like if you win a race by eighty five lengths or whatever it was, and still higher, has... according to Simon Rowlands, if you read his column. It's so, just the whole thing so silly. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so uh, they have decided against running um, at Nace with uh, Gaelic Warrior, which I think is a good idea. I mean, I, I think he's better right-handed personally, but let let let's see. He's certainly been given a gift of a handicap mark, and so instead, Willie Mullins is going with Grange Clare West, who is unbeaten in all disciplines, points, bumpers, and hurdles. He's had one of each so far in his career, and it was a really good performance last time. And he's also running stable companion champ Keeley, who has a form line with Irish Point from the Royal Bond that we should pay attention to. That was a race that ended up being getting going far, far, far too far out. And that was partly due to the freeness of Champ Keeley, who pulled his way to the front and wasn't the settling. But also you can argue by dint of that, the race started working out a little bit sooner than probably the jockeys would ideally have wanted to do. I think Irish Point made his move a little bit sooner than perhaps ideally they would have wanted to. And so I'm inclined to mark him slightly up in the same way as I would would Champ Keeley for their defeat behind Marine Nationale last time. But it's, it's a, a really good race around there's a, a load of horses that i'm looking forward to seeing um dawn rising and affidel fury are reopposing each other they ran with american nut mike at navin and affidel fury and american nut mike got going again went, went a little bit too hard in this race they were legless towards the end poor affidel fury ended up um on the floor um he was slightly in the lead at the point where he fell at the last. Uh, American Mike was left in the lead, but he was legless. And then Dawn Rising, having been sorely outpaced, understandably, given the way the race was run, then picked up the pieces. So, yeah, there's lots and there's lots and lots to talk about from that race. Monbeau Park as well is interesting for Sean Doyle. Dropping in trip, I think that he needs... Coming back in trip is exactly what he needs. He ran better than it seems last time. We're not quite getting home. And then there's I Know the Way You're Thinking as well for Gavin Cromwell. Thank you all very much for listening and Nick will be back with you on Monday morning with all the latest news and insight from around the world of horse racing. Have a great weekend. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. Thank you.